one. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to Love Yourself Fiercely. I am very, very excited to introduce today's guest, Denise Wester. When Denise found herself as a young single mom on welfare, not knowing where they would sleep the next day, woo, she got courageous and busted through to make a better life for herself and her family. Denise has been through a ton of things, but she is now a certified life coach, and she is passionate about helping you overcome the stories that hold you back, discover your passion, clear up the clutter in your life, and dig deep to find courage to take action in your life's vision. And beyond that, she is the author of Busting Through. Denise, I'm so excited you're here today. I cannot wait for you to share your story with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Good morning. Good morning. Why don't you start by telling us your version of how it all began and where you knew in your life that self-love had to become a priority. Oh, yes. Well, I was raised in a restrictive religion and that just always made me feel like I didn't belong. I was being judged and I never felt like I did a right, did enough. And so that started me on the journey of you know, finding my voice again as an adult being raised. And then I finally left the religion as an adult, was married and uh, discovering myself along that journey of being in a marriage that I was just chasing and trying to make it work and wasn't working. And I found myself divorced, bankrupt, moving around 12 times in one year, just trying to find a home and for my, my four children and me. So I ended up on welfare and just feeling like I had just failed and embarrassed because I was found myself on welfare. And then um, I busted through and I became courageous because I wanted to be an example for my children. And I knew I needed, I wanted a better purpose for my life. And I had a better, better vision for my life than to do what I was told by the welfare office is to just hey, we're taking care of you now. This is all you can do. You have no education. You have nobody to watch the kids. So you are where you should be is on welfare. And then uh, later in life, I got a great job and was passionate about it. And I had a severe car accident that took several years of rehabilitation, so much pain, so much therapy, so many doctors and no answers. And I, you know, found the doctor that gave me the answers and I was able to rehabilitate myself. And, you know, life has given me many pivots. And Mm -hmm. that is where I came up with the methods to, um, and strategies to get out of these situations. This kind of stuff is going to keep happening in life. It doesn't mean that you, you, after you figure it out, okay, everything's golden now. No, what happens is that you are in control of your life. You are in control and growing through these pivots and through that you have the strategies, you have the methods to see you through. So they're just bumps in the road and you're managing it and you're moving forward instead of life managing you. I love that. And you're absolutely right. You know, we talk, I talk about this with my clients and on my platforms and in this podcast, all of the time, life doesn't stop happening. And that's why our journeys are evolution and growth over a lifetime. That's why it's always evolving because as we grow, life's going to throw things at us and we have to pivot and we have to adapt and we have to embody what it is that 
we desire for this life as we navigate the pivots. So you have been through a ton of things in your life and clearly are on the other side of that and, and living out a lot of your passions. But when you were raising your children and on welfare, at what point did you decide this is not my life and I will do something different? Oh yeah. Well, like I said, when I called the welfare office and they were like, you know, I wanted, I was like, okay, I got my, you know, my kids were settled. I'm going to call the welfare office and it's like, Hey, is there some sort of program I can get on to kind of click down and get me off of this and support me? And it's like, no, there isn't, you know, you don't, you don't have a degree. You don't make, you're not going to be able to make money. And I just got off that phone and it's like, no, this is not where I want to be. No, this is not the message I want for my children. I was raised by a welfare mother. And that was the message I had through my entire life. You know, you can't do this. You can't do that. We can't afford it. We can't afford it. This is, I have a fixed income. No, you can't go to college. No, you know, it's because we have no money. And I did not want that message to be for my children. And I was so alone at the time. Um, it was just me raising these kids and we made a great little family with each other. But that is where I started journaling and just, you know, finding myself, finding my voice just between myself and myself with the yeah. journaling page and getting the strength, getting the stories that were holding me back out. And that is where I started finding the strength. And I finally found this program, it was called a women in transition program is at the local college. And it was me met every single Saturday and they had daycare for the kids. So I brought the kids there and we went into these meetings and it was so powerful because we, I was there with other women who were even in worse situations, you know, they were hiding because they were abused and, you know, and just all these different people in different transitions that other welfare mothers like me and women who were married for 60 you know, years. They were like 60 years old and they'd raised their family. They supported their husband. And they came home one day and said, I'm done with the marriage. You're on your own. And she had never worked a day in her life, but take care of her family. And all their stories just, it's like we connected and we support each other. And that just helped started me making the baby steps taking the steps forward for my growth, taking responsibility for my life and for making a better life for my children. I love that. There's a few components there I want to highlight. One is community, right? I am a huge advocate for female community with where women inspire and empower each other to rise together, um, both in our struggle and in our strength, right? It's like, we need to turn to one another and say, I've got you so that we become this energetic, energetically aligned force to be reckoned with. And it sounds, sounds like you had that instead of being put in a situation where you were judged for your current situation, your current circumstances, you were in community with other women who weren't accepting that as the reality they wanted better. They were striving to be better. And that is so powerful and so incredible. And another thing that I, I really want to highlight is that you never quit. You, you figured out how to journal, you figured out how to create vision, you figured out how to create purpose for yourself. And then 
found a way, found a program, found support. You, you, it sounds like you never stopped moving forward. And that's such a powerful thing for our listeners to, to pay attention to, because sometimes when it feels heavy, sometimes when it feels hard, it's easier to just quit. It's easier to just say, well, this is the shitty hand I've been dealt. So we're just going to stay here. But you, it sounds like you never did that. That's correct. And, you know, it's so important, you know, as you said, to always be growing, you need to always be growing. It might seem hard at the time. It's like, I could have like gotten off the phone from the welfare. So, okay, I'm being taken care of for the rest of my life. You know, we don't have to do a thing anymore. I can be happy with my $300 a month and my $70 worth of food stamps. And that's just going to be it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I could have at the time of my car accident, the doctor gave me a choice. He goes, okay, you're going to manage the pain for the rest of your life with these pills. I have a whole deck of cards of prescriptions for you, or you can get stronger, get it, you know, and I chose to get stronger and, you know, and that was hard. That was so painful. That was so hard, but that first step, and I just, it's just, you make that first step to be growing and then it does get easier. Actually the first step and making that decision because your, your, your body is meant to you know, we have fear as a protective method for our body to not be doing dangerous things. But when we let that fear take over, when there's things for us to grow and move, that's where we need to challenge that mm-hmm. and grow and mm-hmm. make that decision, taking action. And once you take action, it actually gets better because it inspires you. It's like, yes, I did this. Yes, I just went through that physical therapy session that day at the gym and I feel better now. I moved. I was able to put one foot in front of the other and I see some results. So you can do it. Uh, It's so funny because I was just going to ask you, you know, where your confidence to persevere came from. And you just said it before I could answer. It's like every time you take a step into fear towards fear through fear, your confidence grows. You get excited because you've mm-hmm. overcome. And it, it is so interesting how much fear really takes over our life or when we allow it, but it's a, it's a physiological response to mm-hmm. cavemen times when yes. we actually had to be fearful of life or death situations. And now that's not for a lot of us not a reality. Our fear surfaces from the mind. And, you know, I always say we have to step through the fear. It's the moment you take that step into the fear is the way to get through it and way to get over it and build your confidence and know what you're capable of. Um, and yeah, I love that you always continue to rise every time the world threw you a curveball. Yes. So let's talk about busting through. Tell me how busting through came to be. Well, you know, I, um, my writing journey actually started about nine years ago. My friend and I, uh, one of my girlfriends, she and I just love really good wine. And we would go into all these wineries and learning things, doing, you know, flight school, which when you get a bunch of flights of wine, yeah. <laughs> it's not about airplanes <laughs> and, and we're going through and just educating our wine. And she, my friend, she goes one day, let's write a blog. And I'm like, uh, uh, no, I don't write. 
you know, I flunked English in school. I don't, I can't sit in structure. No way. But I'm like, okay, fine. I'm passionate about this. I, we wanted to share. I was passionate about it. So that kind of exercised my muscle to making that step forward, to start hearing my voice about something I was passionate about and getting it out there, you know, and expressing myself in that uh, vehicle. And so then I got um, about four or five years ago, I was uh, in a spin class and the door to the gym was right there. And uh, that's funny, comes rolling in and stops right in front of my bike and stops, turns around and then leaves and walk goes away. And I just started laughing. Oh, that is so funny. That would be such a cute character for a children's book. So I wrote a story. And I got it out uh, and um, I just had the story that's like, I just put together and I got a uh, illustrator and we published this book and I got it on Amazon. And so that exercise, that muscle again, it's like, okay, I figured out how to do a book, a self-published yeah. book on Amazon. And so again, just taking that step forward with that little voice inside of you with a little idea and just getting it out there. I had no thinking, I didn't, wasn't going to market it. It's just, I had this idea. I wanted to see it through. And so about in 2018, I was just like, had this inspired action to say, I'm going to write down all these methods that have in strategies that have gotten me through all these things in my life, the multiple job pivots and the accident and welfare and being a single mother and going through divorce, going through a toxic marriage and um, bankruptcy and losing everything, everything. And so I just like, okay, I'm going to write this down. So I did, I just outlined it all out and I wrote it all down. And at the next year, that was in 2018. The next year I was in a trip to wine tasting in Santa Barbara with my daughter. And we were with my, her niece, my niece, her cousin. And I said out loud, I'm going to write a personal development book with these strategies that I've put together. And she's like, yes, you should do that, Denise. You are so inspiring. You should have been so much. So I put it out there. So that to me, I said it out loud because I knew when I say something, I follow through with it. Yeah. That's a rule I've made for myself. I always, I always have these visions. I always have these ideas. And the rule I make for myself is I follow through. So that's what I did. I was like, I told her that. And so I was like, I, I just said that now. Now I have to, I have to follow through on that. And so when I, when um, this COVID hit and I had my outline for the book, I was like, I made a goal. I was unemployed. I made a goal after I get up in the morning, I'm going to make a meditation, do my meditation and I'm going to write, I'm going to go up to my office and write every single day. And that was really, really hard because at first I was like, you know, ah, you know, I just, I, creativity is a muscle you have to exercise. And I had not exercised it. So I just thought, okay, I'm just going to start fixing my sentences, you know, rewriting the chapter headings and every single day, it just started coming through and coming through. So this data dumping all this creativity and because I would start you know, writing my bike again outside because I couldn't go to spin class at the gym and I just got inspired out in nature and I got more inspired with my meditation and I was just having so much fun getting these, all this out of my head. And um, so that's how busting through came through. And then I just, I knew I had to, to finish this and get it out there to help. But first it was like, I was stuck because it's like, I can't talk about being on welfare. <laughs> there was so much shame. 
Yeah. Like, I can't talk about the religion because there is the mind game still going on from the religion. It's like, you don't talk about this. You don't, you know, dish on the, the religion. And um, so I had to work through that and unpack that. And then I did that by knowing if my story, these methods could just help that one woman mm. that was me years ago, um, or that would be fulfilling for me. If there's yeah. just one person that knew that they needed, they were looking for that fork in the road. They were looking for that arrow pointing them do this. And that's what I hope, you know, you buy the book, that one person, hopefully hearing this, yeah. that needs to take that action. Yeah. And so that's what my goal, my vision is for this. That's so exciting. And congratulations. I know, I know how hard it is to write a book. <laughs> I, uh, I have been trying to finish my book for a long time and it's like, you know, the overthinking and and the shame and, but I too tell myself the exact same thing. And I did from day one, if this helps one woman on her journey, one woman on her path, know that her life can forever be changed when she decides to put one foot in front of the other, then it's all worth it. So I want to congratulate you on your book. Thank uh, you. I will link the, it's on Amazon, right? Correct. I will link that in the show notes and tell us, is there anything else? Like you're also a, a life coach. What do you, what is your specialty in life coaching? How, who do you help? Well, when I got my certification as a life coach, my purpose was to support my community that I'm developing here with the book. So I am, uh, for those who purchase my book, get to be on a private Facebook page. You just send a picture of yourself with the book to PR at denisewester.com. And then you'll get invited to a closed group. And I got my life coaching certification and skills because I want to support that group. I don't want you just to buy my book. And it's like, hi, thank you very much. I want to be there to support those women and we can collaborate you know, help you through the stories. If you have your wins, we all are there to celebrate them. We are all there to help you with the challenges. And especially that's why I wanted the tools to be able to help um, my community that we are putting together. As I said, I had that community for me very early on that, and I would just inspired me to um, take that up a notch and continue that and uh, support my community that I'm going to be developing with Busting Through. That's fantastic. If you had one more piece of advice for a woman listening who feels inspired, mm-hmm. what would you tell her? What would you say to her to make sure that she knew that she was capable of anything? Oh, first off, you got to start with you know loving yourself, a loving yourself and doing your self-care to know that you can do this. You can take that one step forward. There's nothing in this life that you cannot do. Listen to that little voice inside that the environment around you and that the your other, the big voice is telling you you can't do. Start listening to your own inspired action and you can do it. You are loved, you are beautiful, and you are powerful. Mm, I love that so much. Okay. One last question before we wrap this up, because no guest gets away without me asking this question. In my world, we talk a lot about limiting beliefs and false beliefs and negative thought patterns. And I ask every guest this, and you'll know why once I ask it, 
What is one limiting belief or false belief that continues to surface for you? And what strategy do you have now to navigate yourself back into alignment quicker than you did in the past? Oh, that's good. Cause you know, I, I went through that with doing this book, uh, that one limiting belief is that I heard all the time when I was a child is that you're stupid. Mm. Um, because when I was doing this book, I was so inspired with the creativity part of it and the creation and the writing, but I had these blocks with doing the formatting, the cover art, the, you know, all the things to the technology part that's so important with getting the book marketed these days. And so it's like, I had to stop myself once that voice is like, nope, I'm hiring somebody to do the formatting. I'm hiring somebody, an editor to double check, you know, my grammar and double check, you know, things. And I'm hiring the book artist. And cause, and that was just so I stopped myself immediately when I heard that voice. It's like, oh, you can't do this. You're stupid. It's like, no way you are smart. You can do this. And so that is something that you have to exercise from the past. And that, that the voice of that from the childhood that come creeping back. Mm. And I've exercises in my book that do that. And I went immediately and did my affirmations and worked through the strategies in my book to that when that voice came back up. And so you can do anything, like I said, you want, and you got to stop those big voices that keep creeping back. And I have the Mm -hmm. methods for that in my book. That's awesome. Denise, thank you so much for being here. Share your favorite place to hang out your social media. So all of our listeners and, um, also, I guess people who are watching this when we repurpose the video content can head over and give you a follow or add you as a friend. What is your favorite platform? I'm on Instagram as Denise R. Wester. And of course, Facebook is Denise Wester. Yeah. Awesome. And that will also be linked in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. Thank Thank you you for sharing your light with us. Thank you so much. And to my listeners, I hope you love yourself fiercely and fully today and every day. See you on the next episode.